This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 209 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Ask Murray. He knows everything. Today's show is sponsored by Kentucky Performance Products, and you can find them at kppusa.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hell, high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. I am Glenn the Geek. And this is Coach Jen. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for filling in here. Helena notified me about 10 minutes before we were recording the show that her vet called and said instead of coming out after the show, he was coming out right now. There you go. So you know how vets are, and she said she you know, was doing some preventative maintenance with her horses, and the vet, you know, when they call and say we're coming early, you can't say no. No, you can't, because, so. boy, the next time you need them in a hurry, you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they say, well, if I can't come early, I'm not coming today, you know, and then it's another three weeks. So yeah. she, I said, just go do it. I'm sure Jennifer would love to fill in. I just love it. Thank you very much for providing a script. Okay, yes, I got the script here. We know exactly what we're doing. And we have a bunch of guests coming on today. We're all over the place. We have a bit of a variety show. There's not a real theme to today's show. So we hope that uh, you enjoy it. Uh, we have uh, a returning guest coming on, Jody Werner, who from Misfit Designs, and, and you'll know her because she was on our show before, because she's the cartoonist whose cartoons keep making the rounds all over the internet and all over Facebook, and she's back with us because she's got something fun up her sleeve. And then we also have an interview with an eventer who just got back from the Olympics, and uh, thanks to Lisa for providing that. Uh, we'll talk to uh, them in just a minute. And then our Tack and Habit product is one that you're going to want to hear about because, boy, oh, boy, the flies and mosquitoes have been bad this year. So yeah. we're, we're going to we be We have ta- a solution in sight. Yeah, we're going to be talking to Charlie about uh, his particular product called Fly Armor and does it really work? And we, we all want to give it a try, that's for sure. So all of that's coming up on today's Stable Scoop radio show. Well, Jennifer, our first guest is Lisa, and she is uh, uh, she is our account manager here at the Horse Radio Network, and she represented us at the American Equestrian Trade Association show out there in Philadelphia. We, uh, Helena and, and Jennifer and I usually go, but uh, we all had obligations we had to take care of this past weekend, so we couldn't make the trip to Philadelphia. So Lisa went out and uh, did it for us. She did some interviews, and, and we learned that she's pretty good at the interview thing. Yeah, she did a bang-up job. I'm I'm a little worried about my job security at this point. <laughs> well, Lisa uh, did some interviews for us, and we wanted to ask her how the show went. So here is Lisa Kemp uh, about the Ada show. Well, hi, Lisa. Thank you for joining us today. Now, you represented us and, and the Stable Scoop show and all the Horse Radio Network over at the American Equestrian Trade Association. And anybody that listens to this show for a long period of time will know that Helene and I have done that show many times, and we usually... 
get some interviews from there of fun stuff coming up. Well, you did that for us this time. Thank you so much for representing. Thank you. So you got to Happy shop. To I mean, what, what the heck? You got to walk around and shop. I mean, I got to add things to my, my wish list is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, now tell me, how did, how did it go? What was the show like this time? And of course, you know, as we mentioned in the opener, this is a show that's all about wholesalers and retailers getting together and finding new stuff. Right. I mean, the focus at this show is really on, you know, companies meeting with their buyers and, you know, the buyers are getting stuff into the tax stores and the online shopping and all of that so that, you know, these products can then get into the hands of the consumers. And, you know, leading up to the holiday season, I mean, it's just it's perfect timing. So it was pretty busy. You know, it's kind of ebbs and flows during the day, but certainly a lot of traffic on Sunday, a lot of traffic on Monday. Um, and then, of course, I did some on-the-spot live interviews that are going to be sprinkled throughout Horse Radio Network over the next few weeks about new and innovative products. Like some of them, it was their very first trade show. I mean, companies that are just brand new to the equine marketplace. Well, that's always what's fun. I know Jennifer and I always had a good time. There's a back corner. We call it the back corner where yeah. all the new companies tend to end up. And we, we always went there first, didn't we, Jennifer? We always hit the back corner first because that's where all the, the fun little little companies that are just starting out, mom and pops usually. The hidden gems. Yeah, and they, you could usually find some very, like poop paper. Uh, poop paper oh, yeah. Back there. Was I have some there? of that. My I have some of that poop paper because my mom, my mom put it in my uh, stocking like last Christmas. See? See? And you know <laughs> what? There's a unique idea of poop paper, paper made out of poop. Right. Uh, so anyway, we've all shoveled enough of it. We might as well write on it. Um, right. So now, you, was there anything that stood out for you? I know uh, I talked to you earlier, and you said, and this just started when we were there last time, bamboo products like clothing and things like that uh, made out of bamboo were just starting to hit. Now, and you said they got much bigger this time. Well, I know there was, um, uh, let's see, well, JoJo Socks which, you know, you've, you've had on the network before. They have an all-new, uh, all-bamboo sock that is just really, really nice. Feels, and it's a thin sock. So say, it's it not like pokey? a... What's that? Wouldn't it be pokey? Who would want to walk around on that? Right. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. No, no, very. No. I mean, just you don't this, get splinters. It's really amazing. These these uh, bamboo fibers, and they're naturally antimicrobial. Um, they they don't. I asked her. I said, well, absorb less sweat than like cotton because I like cotton socks, but they you know they do absorb a lot of sweat. And she said it's just you know it wicks, it washes and dries. She said her husband's been wearing them for a couple years while they've been developing them, and it it's great. And then there was another company that's brand new to the marketplace, and I did an interview, um, Le Fash. F-A-S-H, and uh, the owner of that company has a line of English um, equestrian shirts that are suitable for the show ring but have some really interesting, uh, like, magnetic closures and things like that, and that's all bamboo. Huh. Yeah. We're going high-tech on the, on the uh, show clothes. Well, all right, so now you actually did a bunch of interviews for us, and we're going to play one of those right now. Tell us who we have coming up today. Yeah, so um, this is Olympian Ronald Zabala Getchel, who um, was riding his horse um, 
in the Olympics for the Ecuador team. And Philip Dutton is his coach. And this was um, Ronald's very first Olympics. And he was so generous to talk with me because he had just literally gotten back from the Olympics. He had quite the journey uh, with his horse. He actually flew with his horse to come back and um, talks about that in the interview. And he just was um, just such a nice guy. You could just tell he was so exhausted, but he was so willing to to talk with us and tell about um, his experience with the Olympics and, and just, you know, really appreciate it. He was such a nice guy. And he's the owner of Wise Equestrian. And they have this really interesting saddle that he's co-designed with Philip Dutton that has um, vents in the seat. And then these really interesting little, um, almost like a bellows effect in the side panels. Okay, well, let's take a listen to Ronald. And he, of course, he's an inventor. And as you said, he had, I remember seeing him go around over there on, when we were watching the coverage. So let's take a listen to Ronald. And thank you so much, Lisa, for, for covering things for us at Ada this time. Uh, hopefully, Jennifer and I, and uh, we're going to try and get Helena there in January, and we'll, we'll all head back when it's snowing in Philadelphia. And, you know, and every Horse Radio Network was so missed. I had so many people coming by the booth saying, oh, is Glenn here? Is Helena here? You know, just everybody was really uh, missing having everybody there. So it was great. Well, we've been there, I think, now for the last, what, Jennifer, two, three years? I think it's three so it's twice a year for three years. I think people yeah. are kind of getting sick. Now, from what I understand, though, Lisa, they moved the booth so we wouldn't be causing so much a commotion. We're the loudest people there. <laughs> so they moved us into, like, the front corner and uh, front, where we couldn't like, disturb right inside, anybody. Right inside the door, right next to the Ada booth. And, and I asked, I asked, and uh, was, it, was it because we were making too much noise? And they assured me it wasn't. So either they're being, you know, very tactful or, uh, or lying. <laughs> <laughs> We did cause a, quite a commotion uh, when we would do our recordings and people would be coming over to watch and all of that. And I'm sure our neighbors just love that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Lisa. You bet. Thanks. Okay, and so this is Lisa Kemp for Horse Radio Network. We're here at the Ada Trade Show, the American Equestrian Trade Association, which is a trade show for the equine industry. And I'm here with Ronald Zabala Geschel. Okay. Yeah. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's fine. And uh, who is the owner and president of Wise Equestrian. And he's just back from the Olympics. He's got a great adventure to tell about. But first we'll hear about his new uh, jumping saddle by Wise Equestrian. So tell me a little bit about the saddle and the features and all of that. Okay. Uh, this saddle we designed with Philip Dutton. I designed all the holes in the saddle. We have a hole on the seat, on the panels, and on the... Um, flaps to provide more ventilation for horse and rider and more ventilation means less temperature so that means also less sore fatigue muscles less recovery time so better results and then Philip designed the, the shape of the saddle the depth in the seat and the proper balance and angles to have a better ride Okay. So um, I think what's really, for our listeners who, who aren't seeing the saddle, it's got these vents like right in the seat. And so that's what he's talking about with the holes and the increased ventilation for the horse. So, um, and so how does, that, how does that work when the rider is, is actually on the saddle? Okay, there's four uh, ways uh, or reasons why we get air under the saddle. First, because of the wind that you have during, uh, because of climatic conditions. Plus the wind generated by the speed of the horse, 
that makes air go through the saddle, through the holes. Plus also, when horses gallop, when they open the stride, they exhale. When they compress the stride, they inhale. That produces a ribcage movement, which generates also an airflow under the saddle. And uh, incoming in will come also out through the holes, providing more ventilation there. And the fourth reason is also when the horse, in eventing especially, you go into point and then you sit maybe four or five strides before the fence. And then when you sit, you're also pulling up air that comes from the horse. So there's always air moving around. Okay, great. And there also are some uh, little vents in the side to allow for the... Yep, yeah, there's also on the side Yeah. Uh, that provide also more ventilation. So that's like when the horse is, is inhaling and exhaling that right, right. allows that's greater, um, so they're not pressing against a solid surface. Right, right. Movement. Yeah, there's more ventilation. It's like if you have a jacket without ventilation, if you, you know, if you have some holes in the jacket, you, you will not be sweating. Okay. Uh, so that helps. And also in the panels, um, the air goes through the panel yeah. to the other side of the panel. Okay. And um, that way, there's always air. Oh, going. wow. So there's air going, like, actually through the panels right, in the saddle. Right, yeah, yeah, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So wow. it provides more ventilation for the horse. It's good. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And is it, um, it feels like it's lighter it's in weight? It's very light. It has it's very light. The idea, yeah. the idea also was to have a very light saddle. Okay. Our saddles are over 28% uh, lighter than the regular saddles wow. in the market. So more ventilation, less weight. That, that's, a, that's an advantage, you know. That's great. That's great. And still secure and sturdy oh, and yeah. comfortable for the rider. Oh, yeah. Very that. comfortable. Okay. Yep. okay. Very good. All right. Cool. So now on to hearing about the Olympics. So you were there and you were saying something about the opening ceremonies? Yeah. Well, it was um, great to be there. That was, those were my first Olympics. Uh-huh. And um, I think well, my dream came true to go to the Olympics. But I always thought the best Olympic moment is the opening ceremony when you get there with 11,000 athletes and it's good because at that point no nation is better than the other one everybody is the same everybody has the same dream everybody's chasing the same dream and uh, you don't know what's going to happen so I think that's the Olympic moment what happens later you don't know but but that moment is fantastic because there's so much possibility yeah you never know and there's so many factors that can change you know and uh, so that's, that's a great great Moment. And and so how was how was the actual um, you know competition and, and how your horse did? Uh, it was it was uh, very good. Uh, we had a good dressage. Cross country, my horse got tired. Unfortunately, my horse got an accident two months before the Olympics. Oh. He got loose from his groom and and started running, slipped in the paved road and crashed to a glass door, destroyed the door. Uh, like he got hurt, really hurt. Okay. So he couldn't work. He, he couldn't walk for two days. And for the next three weeks, he was recovering, and um, so I couldn't train properly. He, I shipped him to Holland while, you know, so he would recover while getting used to the new um, time zone and uh, new feet and everything. But actually, it took him a while to recover, and for two months, until the day of the Olympics, he was under therapies every day. So he, we didn't have enough time to get him fit enough, so he got tired in cross-country after the fourth minute, and it was a ten-minute course, so I slowed down. Um, and decided to give him a quiet ride and complete the course, and he completed with a clear round. So we got time penalties, which killed our score. But I'm happy because I didn't kill my horse. So he came home sound, happy, and the next day he jumped very well. We had one rail down, 
which to be honest was my fault. But uh, it was good. It was a good result for the first Olympics. And as I said, what killed our score was the time. But that's all right. Well, right. And you're saying, you know, it's your first Olympics and you came out with a sound horse. And yeah, it's fine. You know, He's yeah. happy, you know. That's, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we would have been able to go at the speed I went when I did the Olympic qualifiers to get the spot uh, with no time penalties, we would have ended up maybe 16th or 17th in the world. But this time we had the action. So just to get there was a great achievement from all our support team of vets, uh, chiropractor, Reiki masters, uh, uh, masseuses and everybody, you know. Many people helped. All the team. Yeah, everybody helped. So it, it was a good experience. Next time we'll go faster. But will it was... you shoot for Rio? Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll yeah, try to be definitely. there. Yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. Well, I want to thank you so much because I know you were saying you were telling me about <laughs> the adventure to come. So so from from London, so real quick, from London, how you got here? and Well, it was a course. very, very long uh, trip because... First, I got picked up at 7 in the morning uh, from the Olympic Village with all my six bags because I had a lot of luggage. Then I had to, um, we had to drive three hours to the farm to pick up uh, my horse, Big Boy. His name is Master Rose. We call him Big Boy. And then we had to drive 10 hours to, um, to Liège in Belgium, which was also a beautiful trip because we took the, the big boat to go through the, through the English Channel. And... Uh, we got there at 10.30 at night, and then we had to wait until 5.30 in the morning there in the storage uh, facilities there to fly seven and a half hours to New York. Then I had to rent a car and drive four hours to Pennsylvania. Right. So <laughs> I'm really tired. I'm really tired. So here I am enjoying this, but tired. <laughs> so, you know, we just thank you so much. Oh, no, thank for you. Thank you, Lisa. And, and this is, you know, for our listeners, this is a fantastic saddle. You know, check it out. And uh, what's your company's website? Uh, it's www.wise-equestrian.com. So it's wise-equestrian.com. Uh-huh. Okay, that dash in the middle. Okay. Yeah. So go to the website, check out the saddle, and yeah. uh, thank you again. No, and, thank you, Lisa. Thank you very Ronald much. And uh, Wise Equestrian. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was fun. Ronald's always a great guest and very enthusiastic. He even sounded somewhat enthusiastic, uh, dead tired after you know partying and getting back uh, Boy, from the kudos, plane. Kudos to him to, to go from... The Olympics, hop on an airplane, suffer jet lag, and show up at the Ada show because Ada is not, it's fun, but it is exhausting. And it's not hopping. <laughs> it's, you know, there's, there's people, it's huge, and there's buyers, and you're not busy every minute, so you can tend to sit there as a stand holder and want to fall asleep. And I'm sure he did a few times. Because yeah. Was, wow. Yeah, but uh, thank you so much for him taking the time to do that. And next up, we're going to be speaking to Jody Werner of Misfit Design. She's a cartoonist and a very funny person who, uh, well, let's just talk to her about her horse, Murray, because Murray's become quite popular. Well, hi, Jody. Welcome back to the Stable Scoop Show. I'm happy to be here again, Glenn. Had a great time the first time and happy to be a guest again. I know. And, you know, we, we had you on the last time about a different thing that we're having you on this time. And it's because, you know, what happens in our lives sometimes is that our horses become more popular than us. And we have to put our egos aside and just understand that they are the star of the show. And that is what ha- what's happened to you. That is exactly what's happened to me. My horse, Murray, started his own horsey advice column, and it's on Facebook, and he's, he's now got probably three or four times more fans than I do. <laughs> It's called Dear Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. And first mm-hmm. of all, tell us about Murray. What, what, uh, what, what type is he? 
Well, Murray is an off-the-track thoroughbred. I've had him for, gosh, almost 19 years. I got him when he was six. So he's got a lifetime of experience and opinions, and he's always been one that's been very opinionated. So now that we have the whole social networking thing, he's finally found a way to express himself. <laughs> and uh, does he have difficulty holding the pen or typing? Well, the, uh... I, I really get tired of replacing keyboards that have shaped holes in them yeah, and yeah. you know iPads are just out of the question yeah they're too so expensive what, to what I actually do is I, I help him with the typing part <laughs> and I like how you call it Murray's unsolicited advice I like that say that again I like how you you, you call it Murray's unsolicited advice um, yeah, that's his that's his latest feature he generally answers questions that other people have asked him but he's 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 pretty adamant that there are things people need to know whether they ask about them or not <laughs> And it's obvious you've had some training, and this is what we talked about the last time. It's obvious you've had some training in graphic arts because uh, it, you've got some really cute graphics on here. Well, thank you. He's quite photogenic as well, as, as you can tell by the sourpuss expression on the, the, the picture in the unsolicited advice column. So now has he started to get questions from uh, people? I get probably nine or ten questions posted on his Facebook page every day, and actually they they tend to come from other horses, not people. I mean, they're they're disguised as posts from people, but we know better. <laughs> I'm just looking. Uh, uh, what one your most recent fan posted? I just discovered your page through a friend, and I have to say I have never LOL'd so much on one single page. Looking forward to seeing you more. Thank you. Uh, and then it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, it's really, you know, I started the column with Murray, of course, with his permission, as sort of a joke on, I, I write a newsletter for my barn, and I just wanted some funny features, and then I started the Dear Murray column kind of as a joke several years ago, actually, and then when the whole social, social networking thing came along, I thought, well, I'll throw one of these up on my, my Misfit Designs business page and see if anybody likes it, and it just immediately became the most popular thing I posted. And people actually started begging me to give Murray his own Facebook page. So I kind of laughed and I thought, well, okay, that would be kind of cute. So I made his own Facebook page and it's just gone crazy. He's pretty much gone viral and I get questions every day about him and from other horses. And actually a lot of his fans are other dogs and horses and who knew that many animals had Facebook pages? Yeah. Or typewriters, or, or, or keypads, you know? Um. I know, you know, is technology so accessible that we now have to start monitoring our animals' online behavior? <laughs> yeah, do you think they're going to have uh, uh, software for, for controlling that? Hey, um, I, I didn't realize either un, until just now. I saw that you're obviously, Misfit Designs also does uh, cartoons and things like that, and that's why we had you on the last time. And when I saw the one go by, what was a week ago, the mud rolling medal ceremony, if horses mm -hmm. ran the Olympics, I didn't realize it was yours until just now when I see it on your page. That's funny because people will post my own cartoons to my own page and go, hey, look, we thought you'd find this funny. And I thought, yeah, I thought it was even funnier when I drew it. But <laughs> yeah, pe people don't realize things just go around the Internet so fast that people just don't look. They just click and, and share. And it's, it's just pretty funny how things go around and come around. Oh, well, that's when, I, that's when I saw it. Somebody was posting it on your page. And then I went, this looks like her art. And then I checked the signature. And sure enough, it was. And indeed it is. And actually, it's a, a new monthly feature I'm doing for Equimed.com, 
which is a, a site that offers uh, veterinary information for horse owners who are the primary caregivers for their horses. So I'm pretty excited about that, too. <laughs> Well, well, this is cool. I think it's a great thing. You know, what, did the, what was the number the other day that you might have remembered this that came out from Facebook uh, when they had to post some things? Um, they said that, was it 20% of, the, of Facebook, uh, of people who have, or things that have Facebook pages are not people, they're actually animals? I believe that that's probably true from what I'm seeing on Murray's page. He's got a lot of other horses and even dogs that are fans. Haven't seen any cats yet, though. They're just, they're really hard to please. By the way, that was bothering, uh, that bothers Facebook. I just want to let you know that, that from what I heard, it bothers them a bit because obviously they're all about, you know, collecting data and eventually selling stuff. And they're kind of concerned that your horse won't be able to buy anything. So, Oh, trust me, he's been online with my credit cards more than once. <laughs> I would not worry about that a bit. Now, Jennifer, you had a question? I did. Uh, did, worry, did Murray watch any of the Olympic coverage? And if so, what was his favorite? He actually kind of liked the water polo, but he was kind of miffed because he said he just sat around watching and it was just a bunch of people swimming waiting for their horses to show up. So he, he doesn't quite <laughs> understand how they would get all those horses in the pool for water polo. But he, so... <laughs> <laughs> the horses were all a no-show for water polo at the Olympics. <laughs> they were, and I, I think maybe it's because it's, you know, sharks all that summer. I think they have a, a oh, natural yeah. fear of... In it fact, is, Murray, yeah. hold on just a second. Murray, Murray, turn it down. I'm sorry, he's he's watching TV. He likes Shark Week, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, it's Shark Week after all, yeah. It's Shark Week, yeah. Okay, I like have Shark to actually Week, ask you, like you, though. Dirty jobs with micro. <laughs> do you ever Do you ever ride, Murray? Oh, absolutely. Okay, just checking. I yeah, know he's, if he was he's too 25, busy but he still plays in the turnouts like a two- or three-year-old, so he's got plenty of pep. And when he hasn't been staying up late answering questions, he's still got quite a bit of energy for an old boy. Now, Murray actually has his own stuff now, doesn't he? He does, and, and this speaks to the fact that he can indeed get online with my credit card because he opened his own section in my Cafe Press store, and he's got Murr merchandise there as he calls it and i love the one what would murray do that's uh yeah yeah that's pretty good (laughs) with his little head i love that picture too of him looking sideways that's a pretty good picture that's that's kind of his personality (laughs) that's definitely a thoroughbred face there though isn't jennifer oh yes absolutely He's, he's got a lot of personality and he's not afraid and he's always been opinionated so the whole answering other people's questions thing is just very natural for him well, good job with this. People can find it. They can just go uh, search for Dear Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, on Facebook. We'll post a link to it on our page as well, and also in our show notes for today's show. And I, I just think it's... T- I think this kind of stuff is... I don't care what Facebook says. I think this kind of stuff is fun, and it, it, it allows us just to be creative. And, you know, people are looking to be entertained, and this kind of stuff is entertaining. So I, I, kudos to you. Well, thanks. And there is such a thing as horse sense, and horses have some valid opinions. So, And I just found this cartoon uh, that you drew. I'm going to post it back to your page, okay? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I've never had that happen before. <laughs> I remember that was the whole topic of our conversation the last time, was, was how your stuff just makes, makes the way around the Internet faster than anything else. 
I do. I mean, it 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 orbits like uh, it orbits with incredible speed. It's just amazing how small the world is. Well, good luck to you and Murray both. I, I see uh, I see a pretty good Christmas coming. Get ready to ship some stuff out. And if anybody wants to ask Murray a question, or if any of your horses or dogs or cats do, then uh, he, he's available, dear Murray, on Facebook. And what's Absolutely. your website? Uh, what's do, do you have a website you want to give out to? Yeah, my personal website is sfredhead.com. sfredhead.com. Mm-hmm. And you can find links to the Cafe Press store and examples of my comic strips and everything there. Cool. Very good. Well, thank you very much. This Tack and Habit segment that we have coming up, all about protecting you and your horse from flies and mosquitoes, is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. And we have their supplement tip of the week. Here is Ooh, Karen goody. from Kentucky Performance I love these tips. She's so, she's so good at explaining stuff. Hi, Glenn McGeek here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm here with Karen from Kentucky Performance Products with a sensible supplementing tip of the week. Karen, this week we're talking about senior horses, and actually this is a two-parter. We're going to talk about senior horses this week that cannot keep weight on, have trouble maintaining weight, and next week we're going to talk about the ones who don't have any trouble keeping weight on. That'd be like me. Uh, I don't have any <laughs> trouble with that at all. So, so what do we? Uh, why do horses, especially seniors, have trouble maintaining weight? Well, I, you know, the senior horses are horses that are, you know, 18 years of age or older, and that may change after a while because, you know, we're doing such a good job of keeping our horses healthy these days that they're just living longer and longer all the time. It used to be you never heard about a 30-year-old horse, and now it's becoming the norm. So it's really important that, you know, we have some ways to keep these horses going and, and as they get older so that they don't have to just all turn into pasture ornaments. Um, one of the big problems with an older horse um, that may be losing weight is they've, they've lost, they have a reduced ability to absorb nutrients from the diet. And that can be caused from, you know, a lifetime of exposure to parasites or just any kind of damaging event to the gastrointestinal tract. And even with the stringent deworming schedules and things we have, there, there usually still is some damage um, from parasites. So that's something that may cause a horse to stop losing weight. But also sometimes they'll have um, less of an, of an appetite, um, so you need to keep their appetite stimulated. Um, the first thing I want to say is if you have a horse that's losing weight, the first thing you need to do is get your vet involved and get your horse completely checked out, make sure there isn't some underlying problem for them um, that could be fixed um, medically. And also you should have a dentist come and, and check your horse's teeth. We talk to a lot of people on the phone, and most people are really aware of having an equine dentist routinely, but there are some people that have never thought about it. So it's important to get their teeth checked. Um, sometimes if you have a horse that's losing weight, it's just because they can't chew well enough, and if you get your equine dentist in and they fix those hooks and, and flatten out any spots where the teeth aren't coming together properly, that will that will solve your problem. Okay. So that's those are two of the main things you should look at right away, even before you start thinking about supplements. The second thing that you need to do is make sure that your horse is getting enough high-quality fiber. And, again, a lot of people, you know, don't understand that a horse needs one and a half to two percent of their body weight a day in hay. And one percent of that should be in some kind of long-stemmed fiber, either hay or pasture. So if you have a thousand-pound horse, that's 20 pounds of hay. So 10 pounds of that could be in, in grass and 10 pounds of that 
could be in hay. Um, well, we wouldn't be 10 pounds in grass. It would be 10 pounds of grass equivalent of dry matter. So that would be a lot of grass. That would be you know, half a day of grazing on a, on a really good pasture. But you want to be sure that they have plenty of good fiber. Um, that keeps their digestive tract healthy, and if and it keeps the microorganisms in their digestive tract healthy. And if the digestive tract tissues and microorganisms are healthy, then the horse will be able to absorb um, the maximum amount from their diet. So something that we always suggest for older horses, besides a, a hay and some kind of a concentrate, um, a good senior feed fed at the recommended level would be appropriate, and, of course, electrolytes for senior horses. The other thing that you can do if you have a horse that's losing weight and you've had it checked and you know there's nothing medically wrong is to feed it a high-fat supplement. It has a lot more energy in it than your typical um, grains, cereal grains, almost two times as much, so that you can feed less in a meal and get more energy out of it, which is what you want to do when you have a horse that's, that's um, hard to keep weight on. You certainly don't want to throw so much grain at them that that grain um, causes grain overload, which can be very damaging to the hindgut and can cause colic and laminitis. So a high-fat product will allow you to feed less so you can keep your meals smaller, and it has more calories per pound so that you can get more energy into your horse. For example, Karen, what, what products would we be looking at? Well, we have, a, we have two different products that we have as high-fat products. One is Equijoule, which is a, a high-fat stabilized rice bran. And something that you want to think about when you're looking at a, a fat supplement is you want to turn around uh, and look at the guaranteed analysis and see how much fat is offered in that product. The Equijoule product is 20% fat. And you have to feed one to two pounds a day is the recommended dose. Um, it's it's a rice bran that is balanced for calcium and phosphorus, and rice bran typically uh, is high in phosphorus. And so you wouldn't want to feed it unless there was some kind of a calcium source added to it that balances that calcium and phosphorus ratio so that you don't have any mineral imbalances with it. So that's one that you can feed. Um, that would be for a horse that you just, you know, he, he was, kind of a hard keeper, you wanted to reduce the amount of grain and you wanted to, to give him um, just a nice, a nice fat supplement to add some extra energy. We have another uh, product called Endure Extra. Now, this product is 50% fat. Oh, wow. And you only have to feed 8 ounces a day. So this, this product is for your real picky eaters, um, for horses that, you know, you really need to put the weight on them. Um, this product has a lot of energy in it. It also has some added... Um, flax, so you're getting some omega-3s in there, and it also has uh, a thousand IUs of natural vitamin E, which is very important for horses that are stressed because it helps the immune system. And we put um, some probiotics in there as well that will, again, help the digestive tract to process the feed better. So if you have a horse that you're really having a lot of trouble with that's very skinny or that you're working really hard or a much older horse that's stressed due to illness, this product is a really nice product for that. So the two products for with Kentucky Performance Products are Equijoule and Endure Extra. If you're looking to put weight on your seniors, they're having trouble to keep keeping weight on. That's one way to do it. You can find all of Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. And they have an excellent article over there, too, called Choosing Supplements for Senior Horses That Have Trouble Maintaining Weight. Next week, we'll be back talking about the ones who don't have any trouble maintaining weight, and they're going into their senior years and maybe are getting a 
little too chunky. So we'll talk about those next week. Attack and Habit Pick of the Week, we got uh, with some help from our, one of our friends by the name of Johnny Robb from here in Florida, said, you got to have these people on because their product works. So we're having them on. Charlie O'Hara is a fly armor, and you may have seen ads for it, or you may have seen uh, some articles about it, but you know, a lot of people have not heard about it. We don't really know how it works, so we thought we'd get Charlie on to explain what is fly armor, and will it keep these nasty mosquitoes we have in Florida this year away from us? Hi, Glenn. Thank you very much. Well, you know, normally in our Tack and Habit segment, we pick one particular product, and that's what we highlight and chat about, good or bad. And this week, though, we're, we're just talking about all your products because we live in Florida, and Helena, my normal co-host, lives in Rhode Island where they're having a terrible fly problem this year. We had an awful mosquito problem thanks to that uh, storm that went through early on. And I just, you know, tell us about Fly Armor, what it does, and how it works. Well, the fly armor is a very simple, it's one of those ideas that when you first come in contact and understand what it is that we've, what we're doing, that you realize it's one of those aha things, how come I didn't think of that? Um, I have an older brother who's a horseman and uh, began working on this idea about two and a half years ago. It's very simple. We've taken a, a paper pad that's about a quarter of an inch thick by five-eighths of an inch wide by five inches long, and it slides into a pocket uh, that's perforated. We, we treat this paper pad with uh, a blend. We worked on about 15 different blends over two years of testing, uh, and this blend has got no pesticides, no uh, toxic chemicals in it. It's the pure essential oils, primarily citronella and cedarwood, and this combination has worked to successfully repel flies, gnats, mosquitoes. Um, we hear very often that it does a wonderful job against ticks as well. Um, these paper pads slide into perforated pockets on various designs that will attach either to halters or bridles. We've got one that will attach to sports medicine boots. We're finishing up the prototypes right now for leg bands for 2013. So basically, it is uh, your cit- a citronella candle uh, uh, attached to your horse, without the burning part. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's certainly uh, certainly one way to to say it. You know, we like to share that it's uh, going to be dependent on how much heat is applied to the oils. Well, that's my, that your, was one of my yeah. questions. Is 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 it, it kind of heat activated? Absolutely heat okay. activated. And, right. and based on that, will determine how much protection you get. Okay, but Initially, we don't need a wick and a flame. In other words, we're not walking around with our horses on fire at this point. Okay. Not at all. Okay. Uh, we're okay. talking uh, the difference at 70 degrees, you might only get face protection if you're using a nose band. When it's 90 degrees and hotter, you're talking about six to seven feet in diameter, how big the cloud of protection basically gets. Wherever these pads sit, 
and heat is applied to them, it will begin to create an invisible cloud, if you will, or an invisible shield, if you will. We call it the shield of tranquility simply because we've noticed how much more comfortable, how much more tranquil a horse becomes when they wear these. And I think it also has to do with the oils. We've, we've done some research on these particular oils and learned that they help calm horses down when they're breathing them in. Huh. Interesting. So it's a, it's a little bit of both. We uh, we don't play up as much on the tranquil side, but it just seems to me to be a, a really nice product that uh, the feedback's been wonderful. And most recently, the feedback from uh, the Horse Journal is fantastic. Yeah, well, I did see that and uh, read that article, and you're right. I mean, they and they tend to put things through their paces. No question. I would I would uh, venture to guess there's a whole lot of companies that have been wounded severely by the the horse journals reviews when they've learned things about their products that maybe um, didn't you know come to to light on a label. We were concerned because of the heat related aspect to our product and the fact that the horse journals based and does most of their testing in the Northeast. We sent them product in April. We had no idea what to expect and. Um, the fact is they got enough hot weather to to have their review headlines say fly armor stands up to the heat. The warmer it gets, the better it works kind of thing. So, so Charlie, um, heat is applied. In other words, um, you're not literally heating. There is no device nor is there no, any mechanism that heats fly armor. It's the ambient warmth of the air and the warmth of the animal to which they are attached that is applying heat. Absolutely correct. And, okay, I just uh, had this I, vision I of one of those little hot pockets that you get for your mittens in the winter, and that's not <laughs> what this is at all. When you say heat is being applied, the heat is is what is, is it is exposed to. So if you have seventy degree weather and you have a really bad horsefly problem, um, the range of protection that your animal will receive is going to be smaller in 70 degrees than it will be in 95 degrees. That's where the heat part comes in. Am I right? Yes. And I'm glad you uh, stopped me on that because it it may come across. I get picked on by my brother quite a bit that, hey, don't tell them so much about heat because then they'll think the horse gets hot. The reality is um, these oils sit in a place that does not affect the animal. One of the things that uh, the the horse journal, which I loved about it, it said that it's not affected by the horse sweating. It truly does sit in a place where, based on how hot it is outside or how cool it is, is going to regulate and determine how big of an area of protection the, the, the animal is provided with and the rider. You know, if, if you're using these strictly for riding, we hear all the time that the riders are protected extremely well, especially using, for instance, our pole band that sits behind the horse's ear. Now, let's talk about where they do go. So you have, you have these attachments. Do they go on any halter, or do you have to get the halter through you, or is it like a brow band or nose band or something? Well, we have uh, six different items currently, and we're in production. Or we're in um, final phase of uh, of signing off on the designs for two additional units. But th- we've got uh, halter or bridle pieces, pieces that would attach to um, a halter or a bridle, and, and those would be uh, a brow band, uh, a pair of cheek bands a nose band, or what we call a pole or crown piece band. Um, in addition, we've got a really uh, 
a simple idea. We took our basic pocket and um, put hook Velcro on the back of it so it could attach very easily to popular sports medicine boots or onto some girths and um, breast collars and this type of thing. And then we finally, uh, by the end of uh, April, we were able to launch uh, our first product to hang directly on the animal, and we call that a mane and tail band, and it has sold like crazy. It's one of the products that's featured in the Horse Journal review. This this item has a string loop on it. works very similar to the way a luggage tag works, um, in that you slide the string. And it looks like a luggage hair. tag, actually. Yeah, <laughs> um, but people love that product. We've heard so much feedback uh, over and over from people all over the country that uh, have just found it to be a wonderful product for turnout. Now, now, one of the questions we have, we live in Florida. You know, you, you, are you guys out of Florida? No, we're in Southern California. Okay, well, um, uh, we're just a little more humid than you. So, um, mm-hmm. now the question I have is, it rains here every day. I mean, we get rain for an hour, you know, if, if you've been to Florida and come to Disney World, there's an hour every afternoon you're going to be taking cover. Um, and does it, is, is it affected by the rain? Well, there, there is definitely some effect from water. It, it, uh, the oils themselves that are inside of these uh, inserts, inside of the pads, uh, the oil will not be broken down by water. However, the pads are made out of paper, so if a significant amount of the oil has been vaporized from the product already, water can get inside of the pads. But basically all that needs to happen is a little bit of heat, a little bit of sunlight gets on the pads, the water dries, and it's back to activating the oil again. And we've had a lot of people in Florida purchase the product, either uh, through mail order houses or through stores, and we've we've heard wonderful things from the customers that have purchased in Florida. So I'd imagine that we're standing up reasonably well to the to the rain. You know, my co-host on the morning show is actually on our, our, our live morning show is in Phoenix, Arizona. So for her, heat activation wouldn't be a problem. Uh, got plenty of that uh, at 115 yeah, we, degrees every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we, we've just, uh, we're, we're just in the process right now of, of trying to get into the Middle Eastern market where they, uh, one of our customers over there got a hold of the Horse Journal review and thought this would be ideal. I think they're going to be launching it sometime in the fall. They, they actually said that they have two fly seasons, that in the dead of summer, it's too hot. The flies can't even survive. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that was pretty funny. Wow. So, Charlie, my other question is um, different chemicals, different, whether they be natural or man-made, have different effectiveness levels for insects are there certain types of nuisance insects that the fly armor uh, will repel more or less and this is a repellent this isn't something that kills anything at all it just keeps them from landing but is it more effective on mosquitoes and less on flies more on flies less on mosquitoes have you done any research there or or not well, I wouldn't call it research because that makes it sound like it's in a laboratory. We have uh, we have done some some research and testing with veterinarians in Lexington, Kentucky, and in Southern California. Um, in terms of what it repels best, I would say that part of what it's phenomenal against mosquitoes, phenomenal against gnats, and you're going to send you're going to send me a some. <laughs> I'm sorry? You're going to send me a summer's worth, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, we, 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 we have mosquitoes like you we, believe we have had our share of mosquitoes this year. That's for darn sure. Yeah, the, the flies. Here's what it, I think it does with flies after listening to so many different cases is very often you'll hear somebody saying the flies don't go near my horses. In fact, one of the individual people that had such an influence on our company early on was a gentleman from, uh, from Ontario up in Canada who said that it was so effective against deer flies. And we've heard, you know, against horse flies and black flies and these things up on Cape Cod called uh, greenhead. Oh, yeah, they were awful. We, we lived there. We yeah. know what they were. <laughs> yeah, we, we hear this all the time. What I think and what I've noticed is that it changes what a fly does. So very often, you'll still have flies that land on the horse, but the volume, the, the amount of traffic is dramatically less. And when they land... They kind of hop, bounce, and leave away, you know, fly away from the horse, as opposed to 500 flies on a horse's face. We've got one video on our YouTube channel that shows a woman in 75-degree weather with her horse, Gigi, and the horse without the product is just it is overwhelming. She's right next to a dairy farm, and within a few minutes, she puts the product on, and you'll see a fly or two land, but they changed what the fly's behavior is about. The, the fly may still have that attraction to go to the horse, but he's just not going to stay there and bother the horse, and I think that's part of what the, the tranquility thing means. And to answer your, pro, your one point specifically, this is not a killer. This product is strictly a repellent, and it's strictly uh, a blend of essential oils. We worked with a my brother is, uh, is a thoroughbred horseman all of his life, a breeder, a trainer, an owner, currently has uh, a bunch of different horses um, that race all over America. In fact, one that's going to start for the first time on Saturday at Del Mar in uh, Southern California. So there's a real horsemanship behind this. My brother goes to the ranch in um, just outside of Paris, California, and tests the products and worked with a uh, with a biochemist who's been uh, you know involved with these kinds of ingredients for years and years and he also happens to own uh, horses as well so this this combination of uh, of uh, focus on actually what is working and what doesn't work i can tell you we've researched some oils that couldn't stand up to the heat that we thought would be very effective eucalyptus is one that at 90 degrees runs right out of these pads. Um, and to tell you how effective this product is, even, even the testing that we did in the Middle East and in Southern California and in Arizona, we've yet to have somebody tell us that the product runs out of the pads and onto the animal, which would have been, you know, would have rendered us in a place where we couldn't sell the product. Right. Well, this is, I, I think it's worth giving it a shot for sure. And they also have, I noticed you have the little bands that could fit on a dog collar because our dog is getting mosquitoes all over. And more importantly than anything is you do have a helmet band too that uh, could possibly help out the rider. And we all know that, you know, our horses may be bugged by the flies, but we are too. So um, I think it's worth taking a look at. It's very simple. You just go to flyarmor.net, and armor spelled A-R-M-O-R, flyarmor.net, and you can check out all of the different products there. You can buy them there, and, and I have seen them at uh, many of the, the uh, national retailers and local uh, tech stores as well. So flyarmor.net, good job. Thank you very much. We appreciate the opportunity to be on the show and uh, look forward to interacting with your, uh, with your listeners. Thank you to Charlie for joining us. We got to get some of that. We're just going to order it and be done with it because we get mosquitoes all year here. I mean, it's not just 
now. I mean, it's bad now, but, yeah. you know, we get them all year. And guess what? We're coming into the season of again next month. Oh, it's going to be love bug season again, isn't it? Anybody that has ever been to Florida in what, what was it, April and September, I think it was April. Yeah. Uh, or May, somewhere in there. Uh, it's just unbelievable. They, these, they fly around mating, and uh, they get on your windshield, and they're like glue. You yes. can't get them off. You, can, you don't use your windshield washer because that doesn't work. All it does is smear them, and then you it's can't smeared. see a darn thing. And I'm not kidding. What, a, a thousand will land in a 20-mile in a trip. Well, we, we did a little test one time, and we counted the hits, and we were averaging a bug hit every three seconds. It, it's just awful. You really can't see out of your windshield without cleaning it if you go on a trip through Florida. <laughs> it's yeah. just bad. Yeah, so, but they don't bite. They don't bite. No. Nope. They don't bite. They do fly around your face. Yeah. Uh, you can and, suffocate, sucking them through your nose, but they don't bite. But the mosquitoes are much worse as far as the biting is concerned. But yeah, yeah. the love bugs are just kind of a pain. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of a pain. Well, we're going to be uh, back again next week. With Helena will be here and with more good stuff for you here on the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Don't forget all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network. Jennifer, you do Horse Tip Daily. Three times a week, every week. See, it's almost daily. It should be Horse Tip almost daily. Um, or sip almost yeah. daily. But that was too long, so we just put daily. In <laughs> have some really good tips coming up, too. Well, you have yeah. over 700 episodes out. 675 as of Friday. So if you, if you haven't uh, checked out Horse Tip Daily yet, just go to horsetipdaily.com. And what's cool about that show is it's short. It's five to ten minutes a day. And they're different tips from different horse experts from all around the horse world, from health to training, just everything. Photography, just everything. It's and, lots of light bulb moments. Yeah, and you can, you can, but the, what's neat about it is those shows aren't timely. You can go back to episode one and start listening from episode one because it's all relevant, whether it was recorded last year or this year, the tips are the same. So um, go check it out and listen to past episodes, download them on your, on your iPod. Uh, it's a fun little show, and thank you, Jennifer, for doing it. Well, you're welcome. Well, as I said, we'll be back again next week. Thank you, everybody. And this is the point where Helena says it screws it up every week and says happy scooping. So if, if you can say happy scooping without sc- screwing it up, you're doing better than her. So let's try that again. All right. We'll be back next week again, everybody. Happy scooping. Wow, you did it without screwing it up. Yay. I can say two words. Happy Yay. scooping. Helena can't get those two words out consistently every week for the last three years. But maybe we'll let her listen to this and then she'll get the hang of it. <laughs> See you, everybody.